Driving it home with Patty Vasquez, Patty Vasquez. From global conflicts to greenhouse gases, the folks refusing to wear masks says, and politicians getting caught grabbing asses says, she's driving it home with Patty Vasquez. Hello, hello. I hope that you are happy, healthy, and safe wherever you are right now. Our guest coming in studio right now is apparently sitting in traffic. He just sent me a picture of the, I believe he's on the Kennedy. Uh, so yeah, it looks like there's a quite a bit of a delay uh, on the outbound Kennedy, Paul. So Paul Farver will be joining me in studio. We'll talk about all the uh, stories in the news. Let me know what topics you want to talk about. 773-763-9278 is the number to join our conversation. We want to thank Monaco Brewing, Monaco Brewery for making this conversation possible. You can go to our Facebook page and pinned right there at the top. You can find out where to pick up Monaco Brewing and the progressive beers all over the Chicagoland area and follow Monaco Brewing on their Facebook page as well. And we want to thank our friends at Kids Above All. They're in the full swing of their toy drive. So go to their website, kidsaboveall.org. I want to make sure that we're supporting the work that they do and we're grateful for their sponsorship, of course. And of course, our friend Ward and Price from European and U.S. Car Service over by there uh, on Broadway near Irving Park Road. It's one of the best car guys in the city of Chicago. And, uh, I, you know, it's hard. I can't say the best because who knows? And even Warren would not want me to say he, well, maybe he would want me to say he's the very best. Uh, he is uh, definitely the best car guy I have ever worked with. So those are our sponsors. And again, if you're interested in uh, sponsoring the show, you can always send us a message, either a text message here at uh, WCPT 773 9278. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you and encourage other businesses to support the work that we do here to keep progressive talk going strong. Uh, because there is a lot to talk about. Where do we even begin? Uh, is it all of the uh, the um, tax fraud charges that the, the Trump organization was found guilty of today? Was it, is it the the police officers uh, that were present and, and fighting the uh, the attackers uh, on the Capitol on January 6th? who received medals today. And they if you saw the video, I know that our own uh, operations manager here, Matt Cummings, shared it on his page. The uh, I don't know, if Andy, if you've seen the video of the officers shaking hands with uh, Speaker Pelosi and with uh, Schumer and then walking right by McConnell and McCarthy. They would not shake their hands. And you could I wish I knew. I wish they had been mic'd so we could hear what they said to them because it looked like they had some words, a couple of them at least. So what's on your mind is, uh, and I think many people are thinking about Georgia tonight. Uh, the polls will close in two, I think is it two hours? We, I wish we could check in with, I know Rick Smith had reached out to see if we wanted to check in with him. Um, and then I know our friend Todd Belcourt is down there with volunteers making sure that folks can get to the polls. So uh, I'm, I, I, I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I'm not I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that things will go well in Georgia. And uh, and, and it, really, the goal is, is several goals there. But to make sure that uh, Cinema and Munchen do not have Manchin, do not I, don't know why I always get his name wrong. Do not get the, do not continue to hold uh, progress hostage when it comes to making decisions. 
questions because we have a very narrow majority uh, in the um, in the Senate. So I'm excited about that. Uh, I know Paul Farvar is going to join us to talk about a fundraiser he has coming up. Uh, I want to remind folks that uh, you know we've got a lot of great uh, events coming up, uh, live performances, including this Thursday at Tata's Kitchen and Social at 5700 West Irving Park Road. We'll be doing uh, a live comedy show. It's a great evening of comedy and wonderful food. I stopped by a few days ago and had a, a, t- a taste testing of the new menu items, including the new barbecue chicken pizza. Oh, you guys, it was so good. And we'll have, uh, we have a great show lined up. We've got Bill Gorgo, Lele Mason, Janice Rodriguez, and Anthony Fuentes. I'll be hosting that show. We might have some special guests come by. And we are raising money for kids above all to make sure that kids uh, can have a happy holiday season that are in the care and support of the Kids Above All. Again, go to kidsaboveall.org. And for Tatas, you can go to tatastacos.com and make your reservations for Thursday because I know that we're going to sell out. We've sold out every single show that we've done. I know right now there are still tickets available. We'd love to see you. Oh, someone's calling me. <laughs> you know what's funny is it like most of my friends know that I host a, a radio show uh, and I it's like they're like what are you doing? I'm on the radio. Although, you know what I used to do, Andy, when I used to work at another radio station because we were on in the middle of the night? I would order pizzas on the air and actually make the order. And then, then the delivery guy would call and I would put them on speakerphone. I would let them know that they were on speakerphone. But we would uh, take those calls live on the air. And uh, it, it was, uh, it, it, we kind of flew by the seat of our pants uh, and had uh, a good time in the overnights. Uh, man, what a great conversation yesterday with our good friend Scott Stantis, who uh, uh, fired up the phone lines. I'll tell you that much. I really... I, he, I don't think he realizes. He, he just doesn't see uh, that he really is a progressive, and I, and you know, he, and he's, he's clinging to that idea that that he's a Reagan Republican, and I think that's what a lot of people. It's part of their identity. Um, but man, the fire, the the phone lines lit up. We had, I had more conversation when I went home, and we were talking about Reagan. Uh, I, for me, the damage that Reagan did uh, for decades now. Continues to have a negative impact uh, on our on our economy. Uh, we do have Rick Smith's uh, information for joining us today. Yeah, let's bring him on at six thirty. Should we? Can you reach out to him and say, "Hey, can we do a hit with you?" At, what do you think earlier than that, Andy? Or do you think six thirty is good for for Andy for for uh, Rick Smith? Six thirty. Yeah, could you message him and see if we could check in with him as uh, as we near the the polls closing in Georgia to see what the energy is like down there? Because uh, I I do. I, uh, I know I shouldn't feel good. You never want to get too excited. I do want to talk a little bit about uh, something. I'm not sure if you guys saw this on CBS News last night. Uh, I I haven't comment. I don't. As you know, I maybe I ran for office in the 19th district in uh, 2020, and I was. Uh, Appalled and continued to demand accountability from the incumbent who won that race, who spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on negative mailers that the one thing was like attacking me and, and the other candidate, Joe Dupleshin, and calling us disgusting extremists that we couldn't protect women in the cases of rape and incest. But it was that framing that I found comp- incredibly disturbing, uh, saying, you know, using, weaponizing that fear, that trauma in order to uh, make herself look like she's the savior of those of us who have survived uh, rape and homicide. Uh, I'm a homicide survivor. Joe Dupleshin's a survivor of domestic violence. I'm, a, I'm also uh, a survivor of childhood sexual violence. And uh, but I, you know, it was hard because like you can't say you're not supposed to. You sound bitter if you call people 
uh, to account, to hold their feet to the fire and say, this is not okay what you did. And I kept quiet for a little bit. And then I started talking to women who had seen the mailers who were hurt by it because they knew what I had gone through, what I had survived. And one woman told me she was raped when she was 17 years old. And she said, I don't think I can ever run for office now because of what they did to you. If they can do that to you, they can do that to anybody. And so I've, I've continued to, to demand accountability from uh, Representative Lindsay LaPointe and Senator, uh, her mentor, Senator Robert Martwick. And when it came to local stuff, I knew that there were people, I, I, I've seen so many instances of intimidation, of bullying, uh, continuing, in fact, from uh, people close to Lindsay LaPointe uh, to the point of trying to intimidate me at work. And I know that people have also uh, endured this with our local uh, alderman in the 45th Ward, Jim Gardner. People have told me a lot of stories about it. And I, I have the one thing, because I, I stepping into the fray, I'm very uh, hesitant to get involved more because of the target on my back and what they already did. Uh, the emotional trauma that was leveled against me uh, took a long time, and I still continue to grapple with it. However, um, I have heard so many horrifying stories from people in my community of stalking, of retaliation. I've seen things online. Uh, I've been called names uh, by this alderman back when I was running. And again, I, you know, I, I've been tried. I've tried to figure out what to say. I can't be quiet anymore. Or I can't. I can't be indecisive about this anymore because a video was released and it was on to, uh, CBS News last night. Uh, alderman Gardner uh, accosted. Uh, several volunteers from another campaign. It was a woman um, with a clipboard, and there were some kids there, and there were other volunteers. and And he pulls up and jumps out of the car with somebody else and starts, you know, asking, "Who are you signing for? Where are you from?" I'm assuming when he was saying, "Where do you go to school?" Was he talking to the kids? It, it is. Uh, it is beyond despicable to start attacking people. And the thing is, like, we wouldn't, like, we don't know how many times this has happened. I mean, I, like I said, I've heard stories. It is something different, not only to see the video, but to know that he had no respect for a grandmother and children that were out campaigning. I was a, uh, my father was a, a precinct captain when I was growing up, and I started door knocking with him when I was six years old. And, you know, I, in my, and I've, I've door knocked for, for years, and I have never seen, not just another candidate do something like this, but an elected, somebody who is holding the office and, re- and represents the constituents of this community, the community that I have lived in for over 50 years. And to see that, to see like the intimidation, trying to silence people, trying to quiet them, scare them, get in their faces and, and start yelling at them and, and have the gall to yell and say, run a clean campaign. You guys, you don't know what you're talking about. You know what? We all know what we're talking about now, sir. If I, you know what? I'm not even going to say that anymore. Jim, uh, that was disgusting, and uh, the entire community deserves an apology. And you know what? We even going back when we had a neighbor whose lawn was run over by somebody in the neighborhood who was mad because Pete C. Yeah, goes overboard. But when there is again violence, and you say nothing, that's you know what you, that that was everything we needed to know. This is a whole new level of disgusting, and I I know that there's uh, the whole reason that. 
Jim Gardner won was because John Arena was a bully in this neighborhood. You know, and look, I was friends with I was friends with John Arena until I crossed the line of taking a picture with Jim Gardner. I went into uh, meet on Ward Night because Gardner wouldn't return any of my emails. I was like, I'm going to go meet this guy. And next thing I know, I'm in a picture. I'm like, all right, guess what? I can't do that anymore because now I know in politics you can't stand next to somebody. Uh, I duck out of pictures as often as I can because it'll come back to bite you in the butt because someone didn't like what. I mean, and I get it. I've done. It. I've gotten mad at people and been like, you know. I can't believe that you were helping that person out. We get emotional. We take things personally. But to go after volunteers, to go after a grandmother with kids there, um, and even if it, it look, it, I don't know how I would have felt if it was other, you know, I've I've gone toe to toe with uh, people working on other campaigns. We, you know, get in each other's faces yelling about how close we can get to a polling place or, you know, trying to jockey for uh, talking to constituents. This was beyond I just I, it 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 made me sick to watch because I just um you know again this is you know people will watch that maybe someone thinks oh you know I wonder if I, I you know I've always wanted to run for office or I'd really like to help out a campaign and they see that you are intimidating people out of the process you are silencing voices when you do things like that and I've had enough that's it I'm done uh being quiet about it so uh, I will be talking to uh, candidates and in, in many of the aldermanic races but uh I am going to be helping out uh and making sure that we have new uh, leadership in the 45th ward let's take a break here 773-763-9278 that's the number to call if you want to join our conversation against and that by the way that wasn't even the first uh, instance of, of cbs news coming to this neighborhood to say you know why were you uh, bullying this person why were you uh, you know why were you involved in this incident i mean the number and he's the one that was texting like that there are people in city hall that are the c word and that you know b word and like all this is what the f- Oh, I got to take a break. <laughs> 773-763-9278. The phone lines are open and so is the text screen. Uh, give us a call. Let us know what you're thinking about. And don't forget, uh, it is a good time to switch over to a digital uh, platform to listen to the show. Heartland, heartland.com is a great place to, to listen to the show. You can also watch the live stream on Facebook. And uh, we're right there. Let me say hi. Let me see which shade, very uh, dramatic shade of lipstick that I've, I chose today. I think it's a bit much. Let me know. <laughs> Be back after this. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. I am so excited to welcome to the studio one of my very good friends. I don't want to say best friends anymore about people because uh, (laughs) it's hard. I don't want to say anyone's my best friend anymore because when one of my best friends passed away, I'm like, but I have so many great friends. Hi, Paul. Uh, Paul Farvard joins me in the studio. Hi. Hi. It's like old times again. I I'm know. so excited. Is this your second time in the studio? Uh, second time in the studio, yeah. We yes. did a remote together when we had a show last year, I think this time in uh, Indianapolis. So. Oh, that's right. We were to Skillet. Skillet. Iron, iron so Skillet. Good. That yeah. was so much fun. Yeah. Well, welcome to the studio. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You've got a, a big fundraiser coming up. Yes. Uh, well, when is this happening? Sunday at Park uh, at Zanies in Rosemont. Uh, I'm doing a fundraiser for Parkinson's Foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause near and dear to me. All the money from the tickets go to Parkinson's Foundation. We have great comedy. We have tickets that we're giving away to front row Cubs tickets. Um, all kinds of cool stuff. Excellent. And that's this Sunday at the Zanies in Rosemont, which is a great entertainment district. You can go grab some yeah. dinner. You can go ice skating. I don't know if you want to do that before or after the show. Sure. 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 Bowling. All kinds of stuff. There's bowling. There's great restaurants. And a lot of the and Sugar Factory, if you're, you have a sweet tooth and face like me, um, they're, they all donated to gift cards, too, to give away this like raffle for Rosemont at the end of the night. And it's 
great comedy too. We have yes. Josh Sneed, who's, who's one of amazing. my favorites. You like yes. him too. He uh, he agreed to do this show for us, and uh, I'm going to be there. And Joe Antonacci, another Chicago comic who actually has Parkinson's. I think he's actually, oh, does he really? Mm-hmm. I think he's actually from New Jersey originally. Isn't he's it? originally but from he New lives Jersey. Here now. He lives here now. Yeah, yeah. he was a boxing uh, like promoter and like sp- uh, spokesperson or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he's hosting the show, and there might be a couple guests as well. So excellent. Come Wonderful. get your ticket today. All the money goes to Parkinson's Foundation. Found fantastic. What time is the show? 7 p.m. 7 p.m. show. Perfect for a Sunday. Yeah. Because you can be nope. done by 8.30. Absolutely. No Bears game. You got nothing to be upset <laughs> what about. What difference would that make, really? Right, right. I mean, it's a bad season. I, this is the first season that I really didn't watch any of the games. Yeah. I watched like two. I don't think you missed anything. Except no, that I one didn't. where they, were, they had like a slip and slide because uh, it oh, rained so won, much. Yeah. Yeah, when they won. Was a, I did see that I think that, that was game. the one they won, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm not sure. And then everyone was like, oh, it's going to be a great season. I was yeah. like, <laughs> mm-hmm. So you know our good friend, uh, Paul, uh, sorry, Scott Stantis. Yes. He was here yesterday. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And he was in studio. And by the way, I have to, I don't know how long you can stay, but I uh, would love to stay, for you to stay for as long as you can. I'm I till, can say I have a show later tonight, but I can. I'm on till seven now. Did you know that? Wow. I did not. I know that. I don't know if I can stay till seven, but we'll see. We'll see. Okay. You but might not want me here. Who I, knows? We'll see what happens. We get calls already. People hating me. Just don't eat food on the air. Is all I, I missed that. That no, was the best part of the Gross. show when I got I can, to get. I can here. hear the. I could see and hear the spit and the. First chomping. of all, yes. explain to people oh, that sorry, I didn't yes. eat like. Un, it was part of a, a game a we did. It was yes. a bit we did. Uh, what's Paul eating? What's Paul eating? And people would guess chips every single time. They would guess <laughs> chips. It, it was always they. It was always somebody we gave away so many prizes. It we was really fun. did. It was very fun. And then we also started the, the uh, Patty's appalling lack of uh, musical knowledge. Yes, that was always fun. And that's well known now. Yes, and it is very well known. <laughs> uh, so Scott, uh, you know, Scott is a conservative. He now considers himself to be a conservative libertarian. Uh, I disagreed with him, but one of the things that, that led him on the path of being Republican was Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. And so I believe Jim was probably listening to that conversation yesterday and wanted to talk about it today. Jim, what were your thoughts about that conversation yesterday? Well, uh, thanks for having me on the show, Pat. I used to listen to you on WGN. I had no idea 820 AM existed, so I'm glad to hear that there's another side of the uh, coin uh, versus 890 AM, my question is, and my wife had uh, lunch with Nancy Reagan, and my mother-in-law worked for her and was good friends with Nancy Reagan, big fans of Ron Reagan. But I, I, I didn't know, I wasn't old enough to really follow politics. I do agree that Donald Trump has set America back immensely. But Ronald Reagan, I thought he stabilized, uh, put, put the uh, on the military issue with the Iran crisis. He helped bring the economy back by throwing lots of money, even though Republicans say they don't spend money, but he's put a lot of money into it. I did think he stabilized the time. That's what the history books say. Well, look, the the, the history books, which history book? I think that that would probably be, I mean, because I read on the air a lot of what, a lot of the harm that was actually also done during his administration. Mm-hmm. What, you know, when we bring the uh, the tax rate down uh, to the level he did for the corporate tax rate and for the wealthiest, which was one of the reasons, by the way, that he became a Republican, was that he didn't want to have to pay so much in taxes. That was one of his biggest goals, was to take the burden of taxation off the off the backs of the richest. It was. And so that continues to happen. No, you stimulate the economy by reducing uh, taxes. So trickle down economics. Only people spend more money. Only if you heard. Only if you heard. Only if you. Hold on a second. If you heard me yesterday, he ended up raising the taxes because it wasn't working. He ended up having to raise the taxes he had originally cut. He couldn't maintain the, the tax cuts because other things were starting to fail. 
Yeah, well, uh, that's why. I, I don't know what where you said he set us back. I just didn't know where, why, why you felt that's all. I, but but, I mean, I, I because mean, we I'd can talk about how bad Donald Trump is than Ronald Reagan because well, now it's contemporary. Well, here, They're even trying to over. So. Uh, yeah, absolutely. No, because because a lot of people who are Republicans are Republicans or were, were drawn to Ronald Reagan. And it's part of their identity now. And I think that they're having a conflict of uh, this sort of uh, mental, emotional uh, distress because they want to continue to be Republicans, in part because they or their parents were Reagan Republicans. And look, just I, I mentioned this yesterday. In, just in the state of Illinois alone, the wealth of the, the top 10 percent in this state their income has gone up 107 percent since 1979, and the working class income has gone up nine percent. And a lot of that has to do with the policies that were were placed by Ronald Reagan and the rates at which we were taxing taxing, taxing the richest and the corporations. That's a fact. Yeah, I, I, it's yeah, not it's I, not a disagree yeah, thing. It's the truth. Yeah, but why does Coca-Cola, McDonald's, all these big companies that have been around for years pay their executives thirty, forty million, and then they lay off people that are making fifty grand? Because because under Ronald Reagan, they wanted to deregulate. They deregulated the FCC and uh, Fair Play and all those things. They deregulated uh, the, that sort of exactly that. The income of executives in the nineteen sixties and nineteen seventies would be between twelve and like maybe twenty-two times what their employees are making. Now it's up to over. Over 400 times what their employees are making. And a lot of that was the laissez-faire economy policy of Ronald Reagan. My last comment is I'd love to have a point-counterpoint where you have some people like Adam Kinzinger, who I really respect immensely, and then someone on the other side. I mean, I think Bernie Sanders is way too far right, and our friends... Uh, left. I think you mean... I think, I, th- far left. I think you mean Bernie Sanders. Sanders. have anyone in the middle. Hold on Bernie say, Sanders, yes. Yes. You, you, you're, you say he was too far right, but you meant left, right? Yes, yes. But I would like to have someone where you bring in like an Adam Kinzinger and then you bring in someone from the Democratic side and and point counterpoint it. But this is I just think we're so divided right now and we're so opposite ends and we're not getting anywhere. Uh, I okay. I mean, it's it, this is a commentary show. It's not a debate show. Uh, I'm sure that there's probably a debate show. I mean, I, I have I've had conservatives on. Uh, we're so. But here's the thing: conservatives dominate whether it's Fox News or the radio stations you talked about, especially in rural areas. And so the fact that I would have to lend over my platform to say, you know, well, you made a good point, is really not the the, the purpose of what I want to do. And you're welcome to try to pitch that to somebody, but that's not what I I, I set out to do. I'm setting. I'm setting out to to, well, to voice. What was that? Fox News is not news. It's it's an entertainment show. And so is this. This is not news either. I I, I hate to tell you this. I'm not news either. <laughs> I have no problem she has saying a comedian that. Comedian on right now. Yes. I, yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, Jim. Anytime. Thank you very much, Freddie. Sure. All right. <laughs> Let's take a break here. Uh, we'll get a news, a traffic update. Thank you, Jim. I didn't mean to. Say, I just. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. In a, I came out of a rant, and Jim's like, "Oh, what do we do? What, what about the other side?" Yeah, I'm not doing that. Let's I like it. Adam Kinzinger, though. I do. I, I like what he's done, but okay, let's talk about that when yeah. we come back. More in a moment <laughs> on WCPT. I'm live in studio with comedian Paul Farvar, and um, we'll make sure that you're you're at the good camera. All right, more after this. Information is power. Stay informed to know what's going on. Staying informed gives me the power of knowledge. I wake up. I need to know what happened. I turn on the radio. Because information is power. WCPT 820. Where facts matter. 
This is WCPT 820. Listen in Chicago on 820 AM or stream us live on WCPT820.com. The TuneIn Radio app or tell Alexa or Google to play WCPT. Chicago's Progressive Talk, WCPT 820, where facts matter. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. Thank you so much for joining us and spending a couple hours with us as we as we drive it home until 7 o'clock. In studio, I have comedian Paul Farvar, who has a fundraiser this Sunday at the Zanies in Rosemont at 7 o'clock to benefit uh, Parkinson's. And uh, it's a great show. And on the line with us right now, we have another great host here from WCPT. It's Rick Smith. Uh, he's got he's on the air every single night here weekly, uh, the Rick Smith Show, where working people come, come to talk. And right now, you're in Georgia. Is that right, Rick? Yeah, Patty, I'm in Atlanta, and it's raining. It's supposed to be hot in Atlanta. It's rainy and cold. Oh, man. Well, how, are you getting a sense of how that is affecting a voter turnout? The lines are long. People are, are committed. The folks that we're talking to are, are ready to jump over the obstacles of SB202. And no no pizza in line, no handing out water, nothing. No, none of that stuff we'll have in Georgia. But people are, the people we're talking to, they're excited to vote. They're, they're, they want to get this over. They want to get on with you know, making people's lives better. And, and in the other sense, not thrilled with, with Herschel Walker. Not thrilled. Yeah, I would. I can't imagine why. I mean, it is asinine that we are even in this position, that we're even uh, having a conversation about the possibility of Herschel Walker being a senator. It's just bizarre. It's surreal world. Uh, But let me ask, let me go back to something you mentioned about not handing out water, not giving people food while they're in long lines. Are there people there to enforce that? Are we, you know, in some parts of the country during the general election, there were armed, you know, cosplayers in SWAT uniforms. Are, Are we seeing any of that? I haven't seen any of that, but there are, there are reports that, you know, all the shenanigans, all the nonsense, all that stuff is, is happening, is, is being reported. Um, you know, the sad reality is, is this shouldn't even be close. It shouldn't be a thing. I've yet to meet a person who's thrilled to vote for Herschel Walker. A moment again, you said it was mind-blowing. Um, you know, when a guy, you know, when you see a campaign ad that his ex-wife says, the first time he held a gun to my head, that should be the end of his campaign. When someone says, no, no, I played Russian roulette a couple of times, several times, because I'm into competition, that should be the end. That should be the end of his campaign. Absolutely. I yeah, good Paul. Are are people are do you see people leaving the lines after waiting or are people staying sticking it through? Well, people are waiting in line. Look, you know, the one thing that I, I have found coming down here and talking to people is these are some of the most educated, active, engaged, uh, militant voters that I've ever met. I'll tell you, between you, me, and the four walls, if I had to wait two, three, four, five hours in line to vote, I don't know that I'd be doing it. These folks, they know what's at stake, and they are staying. Oh, good. I give them credit. You know, a lot of them did vote early, but again, SB202 cut that early voting time down by, well, more than half. Uh, originally, it was this, this was a 60-day period. They cut it down to 28, used the, the Thanksgiving holiday, and oh, the state holiday, which is Robert E. Lee Day, uh, but can't call it that anymore, to try and cut off the early voting. Again, SB202 masterfully written to make sure that they hold down the vote and keep people from voting. So again, so that their side, their side wins. This is a. It, it really. It, and they also. You, you, did you mention that they're not. They're not allowing them to vote on Sundays anymore, which was a big turnout for the the black community, wasn't it? Yep. 
Yeah. You no, know, absolutely. The souls of the polls program that they ran here for years, uh, they had to try and figure out a way of killing that off. Now, I, I believe they did have one Sunday they were able to do it. But, uh, you know, again, the idea of, of shortening the amount of time uh, and then limiting the number of drop boxes, uh, that, that had a huge part of it. You had people waiting in line to drop off their ballots. I mean, this is, this, this is no way to run a functional country, to have a system like this in this day and age where people are waiting in line to drop something in the mail, basically. Yeah, really. It, it's it's it, the fact that they want to make things harder is maddening. Are you cautiously optimistic the way I am, though, with the way things are going to turn out today? I'm cautiously optimistic that if people are able to vote, if they are able to get over the hurdles that have been put in place by Brian Kemp and the Republicans here, that that Reverend Warnock should win by five to seven points. Okay. For me, looking in the rearview mirror tomorrow. It's going to be a, how well did SB 202 do what it was supposed to do, and that is limit the number of early votes, limit the number of people getting out and being able to vote, and forcing people into these long lines on a Tuesday in the rain when it's a work day. Uh, they know what they're doing. Look, these are you know Republicans don't win elections because they run on good policy. They run on they win elections because they know how to rig the, the game before it even starts. They really, they really do. It's uh, and that, and that's the nationwide sort of plan. That's their agenda going forward. They've got the Supreme Court. They want to go for, you know, make sure they've got the a lock on the electoral college and, and the, the electors in uh, states across the country. How do you feel about, uh, you know, this guy, uh, the independent prosecutor Smith? Is it Jack Smith? Is that his name? The uh, the guy that uh, Merrick Garland brought in for the DOJ, going after the electors in Arizona, Michigan, and Wisconsin, I believe. Or were they? I can't believe it's taken this long. I, 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 right? Look, if it were you or me, if we would have done this, they'd have locked us up the next day. I don't know why it's taken so damn long. Uh, I'm glad to see Benny Thompson saying that they're going to come out and have some criminal referrals at the end of this. About time Democrats got a spine on this issue. Uh, at the end of the day, these, these folks are criminals. They broke the law. They should be held accountable. I, I don't know why it's anything harder than that. I agree. And again, though, it's the danger ahead. And, and I'm hearing people say that uh, the the Jack Kemp, is it Jack Kemp? What's Kemp? Brian Kemp's first. It's Brian, right? Uh, Brian Kemp. Brian Kemp. Who, who, by the way, the newspaper of the investor class, the Wall Street Journal, has already endorsed for president. That's what I was, that's what I was asking you, is that like, people are talking about, you know, all he has to do is stay on this path of staying away from the crazy that DeSantis and Trump devolve into. And his goal is to run for president in 24. That I think that seems a, that seems like the road, but if you know, if, I, I guess now then we have to worry about the, this sort of uh, you know silencing people, intimidating them, and taking away their their access to voting would go national then, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, isn't that the plan? I mean, yep. um, re- Republicans win when people stay home, which is why I go I, I come back here to Georgia and the people that we, we've met in this week and a half I've been here. Uh, these are some of the most militant some of the most active, engaged voters that I have ever met. Uh, these people have been going through this for years. This is the second consecutive runoff. Um, you know, you could say they're getting tired of it, and they are getting tired of it, but, you know, they understand what's at stake. And to have someone like Herschel Walker represent them in the Senate, you know, uh, I know. Here's the, here's the interesting thing. I've yet to meet one person who has given me a cogent argument why they're voting for Herschel Walker. Nobody's voting for Herschel Walker. Right now, the only fear is, is they've, it's, they've made, they've demonized Reverend Warnock. Uh, I've, I've heard Marxist. I've heard socialist. I've heard, I've heard all of the fear points. And my response is usually, can you spell those? And yes. that usually 
Yeah. It usually ends in a laugh. They got nothing. I, I, I've seen that. So we posted something about, about Herschel Walker and, and uh, Reverend Warnock, and people are like, oh, you know, I'll take I'll take Walker over the criminal, uh, you know, uh, Warnock. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Name it. And they've got nothing. And then I see the Republicans, you know, tweeting and, and the um, the mental gymnastics that some of the, these people ha- have to do in order to be their full-throated support of Herschel Walker is it's mesmerizing. A yeah, lot of people went out against him, too. So a lot of Republicans. And Kemp said he didn't vote yeah, for him. His own son. It's true. Uh, let's, let's not forget that. But here's the weird part. I mean, because you've got Reverend Warnock, so we all- who, you know, is, is the embodiment of, of a Christian, you know, wanting to feed the hungry, wanting to take care of the poor, wanting to take care of the elderly, uh, helping the, you know, the infirm, all this stuff. And then you've got Herschel Walker, <laughs> who I guess, you know, well, is against abortion except when it comes to his 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 girlfriends or wives or whatever. Right. It's it's a very interesting kind of uh, mental gymnastics, to use your phrase, that that people are are, are going through to to be okay with voting for him. Yeah, it's a it, it's, it's stupefying. Really, really is. I have a question for you. This is completely off topic, only because it was. Uh, it seems as though I'm going to take a few phone calls on this. I had a, a guest on yesterday, and we were talking about Ronald Reagan. My friend who is a uh, uh, has been a conservative. He's been a never Trumper. But I, I was telling we were talking about how one of the reasons he became a Republican was because he admired Ronald Reagan. And so now the phone lines are still lighting up about Reagan because I contend that the damage that he has done to this country when it comes to workers' rights. Uh, our ability to capture the uh, ridiculous amount of wealth that is going in one direction uh, has debilitated us and will continue to do so unless we get it under control. What are your thoughts on, on President Reagan? Do you really want to go there? <laughs> uh, I, uh, no, I mean, you know, I, I tell my working class friends who um, who give me who say, give me one reason you don't like Ronald Reagan. Oh. I go, you remember when you got unemployment benefits during the pandemic? And do you remember when you had to pay taxes on them? That was Ronald Reagan's doing. Yeah. Uh, we taxed unemployment benefits for the first time in history under Reagan while giving tax cuts to corporations who have, n- have never been doing better. In fact, last week, The Hill had a story that corporate profits are at the highest level they've ever been. The third quarter was over $2 trillion in profits corporate America stuffed in their pockets. And, you know, they're doing well. So Reagan brought us this whole trickle-down idea, this hooray for me, greed is good, the one who dies with the most toys wins, and we've become this individual society. Not to mention ketchup is a vegetable, one of my favorite <laughs> phrases. Uh, but, you know, personally, personally, I grew up in a housing project on the west side of Cleveland, and I remember you know, some of the Johnson programs that helped feed people. And I remember going to the local public school during the summertime and getting hot lunch. And for many of the kids in that line, it was the only hot lunch they got. One of the first things Reagan did when he took office was to eliminate that program, literally taking food out of the mouths of children. So when you ask me what I think of Ronald Reagan, this is an FCC program. I don't have the right word. I have to agree with you on that. Uh, I just wanted to, you know, there, I didn't know why someone wanted to circle back today. Uh, you know, it's just, it's it's adorable. They wanted me to have, you know, other people to uh, share the other side. And I don't know about you, but I don't lend over my platform for debate. It, it is to amplify the voices of workers, of, uh, of individuals who are really trying to make life better for everybody and not to go, well, what about this point? I'm just, it's not what I want to do. It's not, it's not my interest. Yeah, no. No, I'm with you. I and mean, he was responsible for the shot heard around the boardroom that began the war on workers when he fired the Patco workers. Now, I, if I have to give Ronald Reagan credit for something, and I will, 
Uh, he was good at something. He could deliver a one line. He was good at that. He was he was yeah at the the quip. Uh, granted, he was you know sticking workers in the backside, but he couldn't deliver the line. He memorized his lines, and you know training as an actor that kind of came in handy. Exactly, yeah, he was an excellent speaker, and he was charming. He had charisma, and that was helpful in some certain situations. But yeah, I just wanted to. Uh, I just know that I have. I see the phone lines continue. I'm like, we're talking about Georgia and the possibility. Like, I mean, how great will it, would it be to have Reverend Warnock stay in the Senate and make uh, Mansion? in cinema inconsequential or one of them yeah but here's the thing honestly is it the senate's already you know democrats are going to control it they're going to nothing's going to get done for the next two years don't you kind of go i don't know it's like kind of playing with fire don't you know wouldn't it be interesting to see herschel walker give speeches on the floor no. of the senate just to see, don't, don't, don't you play with that just a little bit in, in the dark recesses of your of your talk radio host mind what was it going to be? He wants to pass a bill on uh, kids being, you know, deciding if they want to be a vampire or a werewolf. Is that going to be the legislation? What the? No, I don't know what's banging around between his ears, and he doesn't either. But here's the thing, and this is the one thing that in talking with people who are going to vote for him that they, they eventually come around to. Because I ask, what does he stand for? And they go, well, we don't know. And, and what's he going to do? Um, the answer, the response, the best response I got, what he's told. Yeah. And that's every person yeah. in this state that that he's going to do exactly what Mitch McConnell, what the, the crazy Republicans are going to tell him to do on issue after issue. So George is going to get no representation. That's true. Paul, you want to say something? No, I, uh, I when you were saying that it would be interesting to have them read <laughs> uh, the Kevin McCarthy said they're going to read the Constitution on the first day. And I wrote, I can't I want to see Lauren Boebert. <laughs> read parts of the Constitution. I think it'll be fun to. I just want to see her read. Exactly. I, well, I, that, I think it's going to be fun to watch. I can, hope she reads it. You mean that Constitution that Donald Trump wants to terminate? Is yeah. that the one you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. And that's the other thing. I, I put a cartoon up about uh, you know Trump scratching out "We the People" and just saying "Me the Trump," and uh, an elephant you know asking if they can hold the sharpie afterwards. And man, the conservatives came out. They're like, he didn't say he wanted to get rid of the Constitution. He locked it back today. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> He because he doesn't un, he doesn't know what he's saying and they'll go with they they'll, they don't care they'll go with whatever he says I, yeah but he truthed it and other people retruthed it so it has to be right because <laughs> he truthed it he retruthed it <laughs> oh, Rick let folks know what's coming up tonight on your show at nine o'clock at our, our time uh, we're going to continue our coverage here of what's going on uh, in Atlanta and uh, hopefully we, we we get a victor. Uh, hopefully that, uh, you know, we're, we're going to talk about wage theft. We're going to talk about workers in Cleveland, you know, being able to win a, a wage theft ordinance. We're going to talk about Illinois and how wonderful it is. You got a workers' rights amendment, and uh, we got lots of stuff in store. Outstanding. Love to check in with you again soon, too, my friend. Safe travels and uh, and take care. Look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you, Patty. Love you. Thank, love you, too. Thank you for checking in. Let's take a break here. We'll get to your calls. Apparently, we're talking to all Reagan all the time today. <laughs> so, well, Polly, you have an opinion as well. Sure. Well, all right. Let's come back and uh, discuss that. 773-763-9278 is the number to join our conversation. Because facts matter. You're listening to WCPT 820. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. Thank 
so much for hanging out with us. In studio, we have comedian Paul Farvar. has a great event coming up at Zany's in Rosemont on Sunday, this uh, this Sunday at 7 o'clock with Josh Need and Joe Antonucci. And it's all to benefit uh, Parkinson's. That'll be at 7 o'clock. And you can go by, get, get some great dinner. There's going to be gift cards from uh, some of the great restaurants and uh, entertainment. And Cubs there. tickets, yeah. Cubs tickets? Come and raffle. 100-level Cubs tickets, yeah. What uh, is there a specific game or... To be determined between the... Uh, actually, my friend Ryan Dempster donated it from his. Oh, He's oh, a former cop. Oh, yeah. look at you. My friend. Did you hear that, Andy? Did you like how that rolled off? Is my friend uh, Ryan Dempster donated <laughs> this. Yes. I, I mean, I've hung out with Ryan. He was very... Yeah. Not my friend, but he was a lot of fun uh, on the radio. That's yeah, great. Yeah. He'll be fun. Excellent. Maybe I'll do a guess set. There you go. Maybe. Oh, we'll see. I'm, I could yeah. do a guess set. Sure. I did a show with Kevin Bozeman recently, and he goes, uh, he's booked me to be uh, his opening act at a couple gigs in 23, and, uh, and I know why he was doing it, and he goes, he's walking out, and he goes, uh, bring a pen and paper, Vasquez, we're going to do some writing. He wants me to come up with new material, and I get it, but it's like, I'm also a yeah. working comic, and it's, you know, if, if people want to know what's going on on the inside, there's right. a lot going on. I, I work with him the day before he worked with you, actually, the weekend before in Cleveland, and he, yeah. he does that. He, he just like... You're still doing that joke, huh? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, here's the thing. There are some comics that, like, throw away their entire act every yeah. year. I have certain things that the vine, I think of them as vines that I swing to. And then I play in between with the material Absolutely. and come up with new things Same. and stuff like that. Uh, also, I mean, like, you know, yeah, there are, there's prolific, look, there's Stephen King. And then there's one hit wonders that write, like, one book and you never hear from them again. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, it's fine. Katie Salinger, yeah. Right. Right. I think that's uh, a really good point. I think that's true. I, I try to write often and I and I get so tired of my material but when you're trying to showcase for a club as a feature and hope to be a headliner someday like you can't do new material right so it's like a it's kind of like a double edged sword and then when you do headline it's like okay well now you have to crush so it's like yeah. It's it's kind of a weird thing uh that we're all kind of face yeah. at, at my I, level at least. So. It's fine. I am I I would like to, you know, get a little bit of a kick in the butt. That's fine. Um but we both uh, enjoy what we do and, and the, the the trick is just finding new audiences. <laughs> so well, you also have you have uh that new show at Laugh Factory too where you can work out new stuff every month and it's right. like that's that's and and Kevin Bozeman has one. It's new material Wednesdays. Which is tonight by the show. way. I believe it's tonight. It is tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Or no, uh, he no, called it a sausage Wednesday. fest. It's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all guys. It is all guys. It's Last all few guys. times I went there, he uh, it's so fun because he has to do new material as a host. Right. And it's so hard for it's so hard to see when sometimes crowds don't like him. He's so likable. He always crushes. Oh, yeah. And he's doing new material, too. So it's kind of like, OK, he sets the tone for all of us to, to, to fail. To die yeah. on stage. <laughs> Which yeah, is good, though. It's, it, if you see him do it, you're allowed to do it. And, and and he has invited me to do that show. It's just always on a night when I'm working. So. Wednesday nights. Wednesday yeah. nights. Yeah. So let's. Let me, uh, let's, uh, you know what, we're up against six o'clock. All my list, the callers, Brad, Jim, and Marty, if you'll hang on, I will come back to our conversation about Reagan. And uh, just, <laughs> I just, I never thought I would be having this much of a conversation, uh, which is fine, because uh, you and I have thoughts. Did, you were, uh, you were more conservative I when was, you were younger. Uh, I had a Reagan poster on my wall, and I had a gold coin that I had of Ronald Reagan. I was a huge Ronald Reagan fan as a kid. Um, so, yeah, I just didn't. I've changed, obviously. I'm not, I'm, you know, some of the things that we learned about his uh, presidency bothers me. A lot of people that the things that bother me are different than the trickle down economics. The holy Ron hostage thing was crazy. The fact that he made them wait 70 more days till he became elected. They were going to, they were going to release him just to have that symbolism. Right. 
I mean, if I was one of those hostages, I'd be pissed too. Yeah, I agree. And that's actually some of the texts that we're getting. Somebody messaged uh, about that as well. And it's Iran, not Iran, just for you guys. Uh, Reagan also <laughs> negotiated with the Iran, 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 yeah. Iran, Iran. Uh, Iranian, Iranians, 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 not Iran. It's a uh, Iranians. It's Iranians. The right way to say. Thank yeah. you. Uh, I have, you know, I have trouble <laughs> with words to begin with. Uh, to hold onto the hostages until after the elections, uh-huh. so Carter would not get any credit. Exactly. Re- Reagan also started taxing Social Security, which was never taxed before, and as Rick Smith said, uh, also unemployment. So there was a lot, a lot a, of stuff, yeah. a lot of really bad stuff. So we're going to take a break here because we've got uh, news coming up. We'll continue our conversation, and I'll get to your calls, Brad, Jim, and Marty, as well as your texts at seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. Don't forget, you can tune in to our show by going to wcpt eight twenty dot com as well as our Facebook page uh, where you can watch the show a little bit more after this. Listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. So I feel like uh, my good friend Scott Stantis uh, made some people uh, think about Reagan all night long and they and they wanted to call back because uh, earlier Jim called and uh, had some things that he thought were positive about Reagan. Uh, I don't have, I don't share those. I, I, I go all the way back to uh, when he was governor of California and had the uh, the National Guard, I believe, uh, p- put bayonets. They attached bayonets to their rifles in order to uh, to quel- squelch a uh, student protest. So I'm mm. just saying that that would be one of the things I don't like either. Let's get to Brad, who's been on hold the longest, I believe. Hey, Brad, what did you want to talk about? I believe you touched on it a little bit. How are you doing? You know what? This, this whole world is so insane. It just, I don't even know where to begin. It, like Reagan, well, you mentioned Reagan. College used to be free in state for state schools until Reagan was governor. That went away because of him. Yeah. Do you, do you remember? Do you remember there was a conversation recently that I was uh, an interview where they were talking about one of his advisors when he was governor of California basically said we need to make it more expensive to go to college so we don't have more of these these people getting smarter. We don't want the, we want them. We basically want to hold back the intellectual development so that people don't realize we're doing bad things to them. You mean like when Trump said, I love the uneducated? Correct. I mean, like that was the, the manifestation of what they planted in that's Reagan's the brain. Point. That's yep. the whole point of the Republican Party. Yep. They want to keep people dumbed down so they don't realize how badly the Republican Party holds the interests of the rich above their own. I mean, that's what it all boils down to. I know it sounds cliche, but that's that's what it is. And, and Herschel Walker, does he does anybody besides Trump? embody better the Republican Party than he (laughs) He's a violent, lying, hypocritical maniac that is only interested in himself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the hypocrisy bubbles over so much. It splatters on everything. And the the Republicans are covered in it. And they're like, what? I don't see anything. What? What? He's he encouraged, uh, you know, he he paid for abortions. And and they're like, well, you know, that's what you know, what I love is the argument that it was legal then. Right. And so. But so then that means they don't believe that it's murder. 
They don't. If it's legal. If it's so, you're saying that. I think. I think he's just suffered a traumatic brain injury. I don't really think he has any idea what's happening. To be honest with you, I'm not even trying to be funny, but I've watched him. I just think that they're like, this is a guy we can control. Yeah. And uh, he's very popular in Georgia. Maybe he'll get elected. And then they didn't really. I think it, I think it goes beyond that. It, the only reason he was nominated is because of Trump's influence. Right. Right. The matter of control and stuff is ancillary to that. Trump wanted him because Trump has, you know, he he was uh, he signed him to a football contract. USFL, you know, right? The, uh, you know the the old whatever that league was. USFL. And I really and and you know he was stopped from buying the Buffalo franchise in the in the NFL. He he made a serious bid for it, but he couldn't. The, the, even the NFL owners, greedy and greedy as scummy as they are, they didn't want Trump part of them because of because of all the stuff that he did when he was a casino owner from one thing and his bad credit record. So uh, you know, they wouldn't let him into the NFL club, which is why he kind of wanted to destroy the NFL right. for years exactly. with the whole Copperhead stuff. He destroy, destroyed the other league. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, just and oh, I mean, it just the whole thing with this. I mean, and I, the reason I initially called was that call you got from that that person. I caught the end of that thing that guy that talking about the stuff that Reagan did that was good. And then when you confronted him with the facts, he's like, "Oh, well, I don't know about that." And then you go, "Well, no, you can't. You can't disagree with that because this is statistically yeah. what happened." Yes, you know, it's the numbers, they, and that's what they all do. All these Republicans, it's like. You confront them with facts, and then they go to Kellyanne Conway. Well, I have some alternative facts for you there that uh, that I'm going to cling to in my alternate reality world. It's just it's just mind boggling. And I and let, let me just make the one point that I wanted to about the treason that Reagan committed yeah. when he was running for president, just like the treason that Nixon and Kissinger committed when they when they stalled the Paris peace talks that cost the election for the Democrats in 68, because if there had been an accord that stopped the Vietnam War, right. there's no way Nixon would have won that election. And that's treason. Hello? We were fighting in Vietnam, and they, they prolonged the war because of that for another another seven years. And Reagan, they met behind the scenes with uh, with Khomeini, who wasn't the ruler, Badi Sadr was the ruler of uh of uh, Iran at the time, and he didn't want, you know, he was against the hostage thing, but they didn't have any control over it. Well, and and the a- negotiations that they had behind the scenes, which wasn't really released to be, because I'm sorry of being a little bit incoherent here, inchoate, but uh, the whole point is the October surprise of 1980 and, and pre- prior to that um, kept Carter from getting reelected mm-hmm. and Reagan and his crew were behind that. They were meeting behind the scenes and it was poo pooed. And they had a, they even had a commission came out that said, no, that didn't really happen. It was a conspiracy theory that wasn't true. But when David Rockefeller died in 2017, his papers were finally released and it, it uh, showed that David Rockefeller and chase, the chase corporation helped Reagan to get set these negotiations up that 
that that re- resulted in the hostages not being released until the actual day of Reagan's inauguration. I lived in D.C. at the time, and we went there to see the buses come through D.C., and, and we were just vomiting, like, I can't believe this happened. This guy became president because of this. And it just it just sickens me when I think about all this stuff. I hadn't thought about it for a while, but and it just, and, and, whenever I hear Reagan, yeah. it makes me want to vomit. Yeah, and look. It's like every time I ever think of a Republican, I want to vomit. I'll think of, look at, look at what, what's happening today, all these people on the Hill. McConnell came out and said, oh, Reagan, I mean, Trump, Trump did a bad thing when he what he wanted to abolish the Constitution, and then the reporter goes, well, does that mean you're not going to support him anymore? And then he just repeated what he said. He wouldn't answer the question. He said, oh, you did a bad thing. You know, I don't, I don't think you should be against the Constitution. It just, um, it just, it just boggles the mind. And, and McCarthy, they're going to pull their little ploy that they did a couple other times. They're going to read the Constitution word for word on the, on the, uh, so that's the first thing they're going to do when they open Congress. You heard about that, right? Oh, absolutely. They're, not only that, but I, I, I love that the, the House is saying that they're getting ready to investigate. They're not saying they're going to do anything functional or meaningful. They're going to launch a bunch of investigations, including, I guess, maybe they want to see how big Hunter's wee-wee is. And that's their, that's well, their goal. <laughs> apparently, that's, that's kind of helped him in the real world, because apparently it's fairly... Uh, <laughs> Really, what's the word? Yeah. Meaningful? See, yeah, yeah, exactly. Substantial? It's a very meaningful. Uh, yeah. I think him and Hunter and uh, Don Jr. should have like a coke off and just party like see. Wouldn't that be, yeah. Oh, boy. See who can outlast each make, other. Let's make, instead of coke, let's make the O a short, a short O instead of a long O. Let him have that kind of a coke off. Wow. I don't know what that means. Paul and I are, stu- are stumped. We're oh, stumped I see up. what you're saying. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> measuring contest. Oh, measuring contest. I do that because you can't say that on the radio. Yeah. Fair enough. You're talking about roosters. Oh, rooster I see. Off. Oh, I see. Yes. I don't know if we... I, no, not this one. Not this show. Can you imagine if his, <laughs> if his son is, is endowed the way his father is, a tiny little mushroom? You, you want to know who, who the wiener winner is, is what you're saying? Yes, exactly. Okay, there you go. The wiener... I, the wiener circle. <laughs> Let's go to the wiener circle. Thanks. For, I'm, I'm so glad we had this conversation. Have a great night, Brad. Wait, I wanted to ask you one more thing. Are you on for an extra hour now recently? Yes. Or is this I'm, just like a, every so often? Every day. I'll be on until 7 o'clock every day. When did this happen? Just a couple weeks ago. Okay, because I've been on and off listening. Well, and it's so annoying because... Uh, you know, when it gets dark, oh, there goes the signal. When are they going to change that law? Well, okay, it was explained to me. There's a station in Dallas who, whose license supersedes. I, know, I understand that. When are they going to change that law? That's BS. It's probably a Reagan thing. It's 820, it's 820 <laughs> in Dallas, isn't it? Yeah, it's 820 in Dallas. Why don't they just make it, you can up your power enough so at least we can hear you. I know. On the radio. I can hear you on my car. It's weird, but I can't hear you on radios at home. Well, you can also listen to, you can, if you can do Bluetooth on your I phone. Do. That's what I did. Yeah. That's what I did to keep listening today. I, I switched to my, to the streaming. Yeah. So that, that works too. But it's just annoying not to be able to hit it on the radio. So. That's, well, anyway, I'm glad you're I listening. You, Patty. I wish you were, I'm, well, you know, that other station. God, I hate them so much too. <laughs> so horrible. This has been a very uh, fruitful conversation for me. I've enjoyed well, it, Brad. Thank you. Well, I always enjoy talking to you. Why don't you get the movie thing back on like you had? The uh, What's That From? Did you like that? 
Yeah. Okay. I, I actually talked to Roger Badish not too long ago. You know, he's no longer there either. So I can get I can get the whole gang back together. I believe that was with Paul and Senator Katowski. We created that, didn't we? Or was yes, that exactly? Yes. yes. I, won, I won. I won many prizes I mean, on that, and I oh, was it And I told you the last time I called, I think that. Uh, that the WGN screwed me out of my last uh, prize. The, well, I'll, the, uh, I'll, I'll get I'll I'll, uh, I'll get something together for you. I'll make it up to you. Okay, I, I would love that, and I love you. I love your show, and I love what you do for for you know disadvantaged people, and you know blah blah blah. Uh, that's that's very sweet of you, Brad. Thank you so much. Be well. I'll talk to you again soon. Call in again. Okay, that's great. Up the good work. Thank you. You too. Okay. Take care. Bye bye. Let's take a break. Here we'll get the Jim and Marty and Dave. Uh, Paul, how long can you stay with us? A little longer. A little longer. Yeah. All right then. Why well, you got games planned? No, I don't have any. What do you want to play a game? I don't, we, I, okay. What's Paul eating? What's Paul? Eating? I can go get some broccoli. <laughs> Brad's got to call back. Sure. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, more after this on WCPT eight twenty. Paul Farvar joins me in studio. He'll be at the Zanies in Rosemont this Sunday. The show is at seven o'clock with Josh Need, uh, Joe Antonucci, and Paul, of course. Uh, uh, the, all to benefit Parkinson's. What organization in particular have you got? Parkinson's Foundation is the is making all, all the money from every ticket you buy. Uh, goes to Parkinson's Foundation, and you can live stream, too. If you can't make it all the way to Rosemont, uh, just live stream. You can watch it live. Excellent. And you, uh, if you're there, you can probably also buy a uh, Better Call Saul, uh, Paul t-shirt. Yeah, I sell my shirts that say Better Call Paul, um, and uh, all, all the profits from those go to Parkinson's Foundation as well. Excellent. So, all right. Well, buy a shirt. Be a good person. Don't buy a shirt. You're going to hell. It's yeah. your choice. And uh, on that, we're more Reagan talk when we come back on WCP <laughs> 820. This is WCPT 820, where facts matter. Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Minocqua Brewing Company, and I sell progressive beer like AOC IPA and Bernie Brew, a lovingly irascible Democratic Socialist lager. A percentage of the proceeds of every beer I sell goes to helping keep Wisconsin blue and driving the Trump cult out of our state. Enjoy a great craft beer and help your dysfunctional neighbor to the north get its democracy back. Now available at Arminetti Wine and Spirits in Woodstock, Illinois, and Famous Liquors in Lombard, as well as in Chicago at ANS Wine and Spirits, Back of the Yards, and Grand and Western Liquors, Ukrainian Village. Please drink responsibly. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. Huh, I feel like we lost one of our, our Reagan callers. We've, uh, we had three. We, we're down to two. Uh, maybe but, the last one covered all the, the issues. Maybe, maybe we, got, we covered a lot of ground with them. You can mm-hmm, call back, mm-hmm, 773-763-9278. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get to the Reagan calls, though, uh, you did. You had a, uh, you had a post. Did you, you were like a, a Alex P. Keaton, essentially. You, I was pretty. Uh, I had a. I had a I had a Richard Nixon oh, poster as well. Why? Uh, why? Why? I just was a, I was like a Republican as a kid. I was like super fascinated by it, bought into it. Did you not read history books? <laughs> Did, I mean, was it- I grew up in in uh, in Oak Brook, Illinois, and so uh, it was just the the thing to do. My dad was uh, involved with the Republican Party. I early on I met a lot of Republicans, and uh, my brother was like the opposite. He was a socialist. And so I would kind of just do the opposite and just argue with him on everything. And now and he lives in Florida? Now he lives in Florida, and he's basically a Republican. <laughs> no, he, they're pretty lenient. But, I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just one of those things where you, you – as I got older in college, I had a great professor, Professor Diamond, who, like, opened my eyes to a lot of things. And my brother did as well to a lot of things. And then uh, – and then I and then I was able to vote for the first time, and I voted for Clinton. So in the nineties, um, 
the uh, the thing is, and I was a kid. Let's let's be clear. I was a Democrat uh, when I was. A kid. I was in eighth grade. <laughs> I wasn't doing any. I did have a Clarence Thomas picture on my wall as well. How's that? How's that aging? That's uh, a great joke now on stage. So it's fun. Yeah, it's. I was. Um, my dad was a Republican and a precinct captain here on the Northwest Side. So I used to go door knocking with him, and for whatever reason, I just my, I knew my mom was right. My mom was a dem- is a Democrat, and then uh, although it was confusing, my mom's a Democrat too. So and, and so you know, it's like it, it's it's good to have different opinions. I think and and to talk about some of these things and not like in a, in a really like hor- like yelling or anything. Like, but I grew up knowing and believing that people from opposite political views could still love each other, and that is not the case anymore. It's different now. I think a lot of it has to do with, uh, and I think it's healthy for a a government to have uh, a real Republican Party. And I think right now it's been hijacked by the the MAGAs, and and that's unfortunate because a lot of things won't get done. Um, For, for, you know, 90% of all great bills in this country came through both parties working together. So yeah. you got to you got to give and take and and that's kind of like where we are right now. The House didn't Republicans didn't get enough seats, so maybe Kevin McCarthy has to kind of lean to the middle a little bit and and get the votes from some Democrats. Otherwise, he's not going to be a house. Oh, yeah. That's, that's they only good. he only has he has to get 218. He has 222. That means he has to get every Republican to vote for exactly. him, which is not going to happen. No, which is going to be fun. I, yeah. I don't. I'm not happy that it happened, but if it had to happen, I'm glad it's happening this way. What do you mean? The the, the Republicans taking the House. Oh, they didn't. They barely got. Barely, it. I'm saying, and they're if, not going to get the, the Senate. So. But still, but it means that a lot of things aren't going to get done. I mean, we were moving in the right direction, you know, whether it was tax credits for for children. We'll see. Yeah. Um, by we're the way, do a lot of investigations and reading the Constitution. By the way, we were talking about bringing back old. Right. One of the old segments I used to do before you ever came on my show when I was at the other station. My uh-huh. mom used to do movie reviews. Oh yeah. And someone just requested that one of my favorite reviews. She said uh, she saw this movie. She goes, "Oh my god, it was too loud." I tried moving three times, and I was like, "Well, it's it's surround sound." True lies. So it's, it's <laughs> With Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, that was it was a loud movie. it was uh, it was like this the road trip movie with I think it was the Jason Sudeikis movie and maybe Jennifer oh, Aniston. Yeah, road yeah. trip or whatever it was. It called. was uh, I know what it's, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Uh, Jim, do you want to come back and talk about Reagan? What's on your mind, my friend? No, no, first I want to thank your guest because I had a nephew in his thirties uh, for an excruciating diagnosis. He got Parkinson's. Big tall guy. We've been worried about him. It happened about about six years ago. He's been battling it since. And then I had a cousin in his 60s, late 60s. They actually operated. They put a string into his brain, and it mm-hmm. seemed to be working pretty good for him. But I, I commend you for, uh, I think it's a wonderful cause, because it's such a uh, terrible diagnosis. I remember when the kid was going through it, it was just like... He didn't know it was multiple sclerosis. He didn't know it was Parkinson's. Yeah. Right. We at every doctor, yeah, we were just going mad with it. And uh, you know, I'm always jotting things down. Uh, but I, I commend you for it. I think it's great. I hope you get a great showing on Sunday. I hope so too. Thank you. To, you're welcome. And back to the uh, to the the Reagan thing. <laughs> John Maynard Keynes. John Maynard Keynes was the New Deal economist. He was the one that. Franklin Roosevelt went to, and Francis Perkins that set up the New Deal, Social Security, et cetera, et cetera. Then you go to John Kenneth Galbraith, who Kennedy, I was Kennedy's economist, who got us through the 
sixties and seventies, the war on poverty, et cetera, et cetera. Now you get the Reagan, you get Milton Friedman out of the University of Chicago, which supplies that economics. Now you can tell they got two things out of the University of Chicago, the atomic bomb and supply side economics. You can tell me which one is worse. <laughs> you can pick your choice. But anyway, supply side economics did just it, it, it stole the trillions from the working people, it stole trillions of dollars. It made an investment class that we know what's all about. I mean, there weren't any billionaires when I was a kid. It was, it was unthinkable. You'd look it up in the encyclopedia and you go, billionaire. Oh, you could buy Lincoln Continental. It was a stretch around here seven and a half times. I mean, you know, it was just impossible. But yet, through supply side economics, they accomplished it. And you see what happened to the. Uh, the uh, the woman in England who tried it, she was thrown out of office immediately. She practically crashed the economy with it. She was going to use the same Milton Friedman supply side, right. uh, uh, give the rich more dough, and they'll take care of the other poor buggers running around the earth. Well, I'm sure that uh, this guy is brilliant from uh, Princeton. He, I can't think of his name, but I, I know he's uh, advising uh, Biden. Yeah, so it's always a tug of war. They're always against the New Deal. They were against the New Deal because of Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, uh, uh, good union wages, uh, good living standards. They're always against that. And they're always trying to repeal the New Deal. And they're going to try as hard as they can. And this court is so insane that if they got their hands, they'd love to go back to that court that stymied uh, Franklin Donald Roosevelt. They'd love to go back there and try to pull apart Social Security, Medicaid, uh, minimum wage, anything that everybody else on the earth has. Right. And, and we're supposed to uh, believe that they have the interpretation of the Constitution, that they can interpret it and nobody else can. I mean, it's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. But anyway, I want to commend your guest. I, I hope you get a great showing on Sunday because that's touched my family and it's a very difficult situation. And thank you, Patty, and thank your guest. Sure. Try and get out to the show. It's Sunday at, at Rosemont. He, he's also going to be live streaming it. You can so, live too. stream it and watch it and support it if you want. Tickets at zanies.com. Anyway, I, I think it's just a great, that's fabulous. Anyway, you guys have a great night. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Take care. Uh, so what else? You, where else are you performing in the next uh, few weeks besides the fundraisers, if you want to let people know? I'm headed to Detroit tomorrow to perform at the House of Comedy. I'm headlining there on uh, Wednesday night. And then uh, then I'm at Grand Rapids, Doc Ryan's, or Doc, Doc, Doc Grins, Grins mm-hmm. uh, this weekend. And then, um, then I go back on the road to Wisconsin and Michigan and Lake Geneva next week. And then Indianapolis and then... All over the place. I don't. I, I don't know until like the week of, <laughs> or the when they way. call me yeah, and they're like, yeah. "Hey, can you promote a ticket? Sales are low." I'm like, "Oh yeah, I should probably do that." <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm going to be at Helium in Indianapolis on the Sunday, the 18th. I'm excited <gasps> to do that. Are you headlining there? Yeah, I'm headlining there. Oh. I, wa- I wanted to do. I know. Uh, I know. Crackers, I love our girl but crackers, but it didn't work. I know. Um, and then I'm in Tulsa uh, next year, Denver, all over. Nice. So. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Are you taking off now or do you want to stay a little longer? I, I can stay for a little longer. Excellent. All right. Let's take a break in a moment because uh, I know that uh, I can't take – Dave, I want to make sure that we give you enough time so they're not rushing you off the air. Uh, but so the, what are the segments we need to bring back? We need to bring back uh, – What's Paul eating? Uh, no, that's not coming back. What's Paul eating was great. 
773-763-9278. I need a vote. Do you want to hear Paul eat food on the air and have listeners try to guess what it is? For prizes. It's really a horrifying idea. Thumbs up or down, Andy? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Uh-huh. So, uh, there you go. Here's the thing. I have, you know I have an auditory processing I know, that's disorder. That's fun. It, <laughs> that's see, fun to watch you me. cringe. Uh, it hurts so um, much. Yes. Uh, Patty's appalling lack of musical knowledge. That was one of my favorites. That was fun. That, you know when my favorite moment was hanging out with uh, comedian Lenny Schmidt. Lenny Schmidt would, thought it was a joke. <laughs> thought it was a joke. So did the Uber she driver. Didn't know. The yeah. Uber driver was about to jump out of the car. Lenny said he was going to jump out it's of the car. It's so fascinating to me. It still is. I think it's funny. And, and you'll still text me like, I know who this is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's Frank Sinatra. Everyone knows who he is. <laughs> It's funny because my son, like Griff, now Griffin does it to me, and my son is 19 years old. And uh, although he says he, he'll tell me, he's like, "You're not that bad, mommy." Like I'll I'll go into a place and be like, "Oh, this is where I remembered that one song." Like that's how distinct yeah. it is. It's, you're so excited when you get something right. It is too. very exciting for me. That, that's fine. I mean, it's it's just one of those things that. Doesn't I make was sense. I was watching this uh, this uh, video clip of uh, David is it David Grohl who was the drummer for Nirvana but now leads the what band? Foo Fighters Foo Fighters yeah have you seen this video that kid he brought up on stage a few years ago and uh, he had a guitar and he let him play it he goes what do you, what do you want to play it he goes a Metallica song and I was just <laughs> watching right and uh, and and the kid starts playing and then Grohl starts singing I was like he just knew the lyrics like it's so it's so stupefying <laughs> to me that you like anybody can walk out like just start listening to a song. Oh, I can jump in on this. Yeah, when I was a kid, uh, I knew the lyrics to like so many songs, Beatles, The Police and everything, and, uh, and the Duran Duran. I just knew them, and I still know them. It's like part of my brain that I'll, I wish I could take out. I still don't know what Dunder Deeds, if they're done dirt cheap, is a... Dirty Deeds, <laughs> and they're done dirt cheap by ACDC. There's no Dunder. What is it? Dunder Deeds. Dunder, Dunder Deeds in the... No. Dirty deeds and they're done dirt trees. There's so many lyrics I don't understand. Let's take a break here. We'll do traffic and get our phone calls. We got Don and Dave. It's a Reagan hour or economics. All kinds of things. Paul Farvar joins me in studio. Go to zanies.com for tickets for this Sunday night's show at 7 o'clock with headliner Josh Sneed, headliner Paul Farvar, and uh, also hosted by Joe Antonucci. More after this. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. Paul Farvar and I are working on uh, regular segments uh, in studio. You poo-pooed my great ideas. Uh, eating, you know, I, I, I go with Andy. Andy, probably, <laughs> a lot of people in radio, uh, like the certain sounds go right to our brainstem, mm-hmm. and people eating would be one of. Like I've had guests uh, come in and have gum in their mouth, and I almost lose my mind. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't with that. Dave, we, what, go ahead. We did a segment once where they had to defend uh, Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. day for without using the name Hillary Clinton, that was fun. Yeah, we used to do. Uh, we did uh, Trump Tuesdays, Trump Tuesdays, and, yeah. and uh, Hillary Wednesdays because it was Hump Wednesday. But we didn't say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But those were the only days we were allowed to talk about them during the ca- the campaign because I couldn't take it anymore. Right. And then what we would, so because the other station uh, t- tended to lean more conservative, we would ask people to defend their support for Trump. Just defend whatever he did that day. Like there was always something yeah. he did, and right. I remember when he did the thing about. 
about uh, Elizabeth Warren and calling her Pocahontas, like defend it. Right. And then a guy actually had a reasonable response. And I was like, okay, see how easy that was? And you gave him a free pizza. I was like, right. But not, it was like we got to seven calls before that guy where they're like, well, Hillary. And you're like, yep, nope, you're already, like, yep. you know, Bell would buzz. A lot of stuff about immigration. And his point, I believe, stuff too I believe his point was that she had, you know, touted it in various places. It was places, a joke, yeah. But also, but, but also that she had not, uh, you know, she was not connected to a tribe. She had been like, you know, saying that you were part whatever, or you have a blood. And then she was, when she did get the, the DNA test, it turned out she was. She was lying. Yeah. That so was lying, but she, she was the wrong. stories that had been p- p- right. passed through her family were not accurate. And she, but she grew up with this tradition she, and believing it. Right. And the guy said that it was, it was poking fun at, at an elite saying that, something like that. Something and I was like, like okay, that works. For you, it, did, it didn't work for me. But so. <laughs> he, he won the game. You, you, was you, were the one ju- time. you were the judge of the game. But so. do you remember also that there were weeks where nobody would call in? They're like, if people would text us, they're like, they, you said that you wouldn't, they go, well, they would, they, you have to call. They're like, we would, te- no, they would text. Yeah. They're like, no, that no, doesn't you count. Call like, it. I'm afraid of you guys. So I was like, I'm being reasonable. <laughs> well, we have some, we do have it some, tr- we, we, we can invite those people to talk to Paul and not me because I shut them down. I'm like, you want to call in some I don't think defend you're Trump? Get a lot of Trump defenders we get, we here. Get some, we get a few that, that call okay. in. They'll they'll start out with like I'm so glad that you talk to everybody and you really are open minded. But you're a baby killer. Like yeah, I don't know yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like. Okay. Hey Dave, sorry to leave you on hold so long. How are you doing, Dave? In Hoffman Estates. Well, there you go again, Patty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, um, just thinking on your earlier, your guest Paul was talking about. Uh, how he was like a young Republican or whatever and stuff like that was, did they use him for the mold for Alex C. Keaton on family? Yeah, right? No, because my dad was a Republican too, so it doesn't fit the mold, but... Yeah. Yes, because uh, Alex P. Keaton, uh, for those who did, know, who did not watch Family Ties, his parents were both hippies. And so that was the contrast. Liberals, yeah. Michael yeah. J. Fox, also Parkinson's Foundation uh, mm-hmm. assistant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of tied in there in a way, I guess. The um, when you were talking earlier about like the Iranian hostage situation and all of that with uh, and with him sitting on it, with Reagan sitting on it at the time, and if you remember, the Jimmy Carter, he was negotiating to the last minute, pretty much, and he went and he met the plane at Wiesbaden that time to, you know. Uh, greet or whatever the hostages when they came off and other thing like when we were talking yesterday about uh, in Beirut when those 241 Marines got killed at that uh, barracks bombing that time yep someone Mm -hmm. I think that was Brother Roosevelt that brought that one up and uh, the uh, they had it at the time that those Marines were not allowed to have any bullets in, in the chamber they had a clip in the gun, but no bullets in the chamber when that when that truck came mm. barreling through the gate and all of that. And then he, um, and if you recall, then right shortly after that, uh, uh, Reagan probably was the first president to do what they were also quick to say about Clinton and that in uh, over over um, you know cutting and running that time after Somalia and stuff right. like that. And we he cut and run. Right. He, he brought the boys home and that, and that, and so just a thought on that. But uh, with old Rip Van Regen there, but uh, the uh, hey Patty, I was reading about um, 
that thing with the 17 charges uh, that the Trump organization has been found guilty on mm-hmm. with those tax crimes and all that. He, um, he can, uh, that ban could end his exorbitant billing of the Secret Service agents who protected him at his resorts and could also ban him from doing business with the federal government. Good. But, uh, no, Paul, yeah. you don't think it's going to make any difference? I don't think so, yeah, because he wasn't on trial. But there's three other cases right now that some of the same depositions can be used uh, as evidence in. So, Yeah. yeah. To impeach uh, him uh, if he one says... One last thing, Patty, mm-hmm. to the other callers. The, you remember when the, the gas was jacked up back in June and all of that? And it was $2.99 in Wisconsin this weekend, by the way. I just want everyone... I was just like, what is happening? Go ahead. Yes, when it was jacked up last yeah, summer. Anyway, that... Remember how they were so gleeful where they used to put the uh, Joe Biden stickers and that on the pump? You know, I did this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> They're still there. About a good buck and fit, buck 50 <laughs> or so gallon. Maybe we should put them back up. Yeah, I, I hope they're still up somewhere. Yeah, where it's like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, look at this. It's under three bucks all over Wisconsin. It was great. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, all right. I've seen, uh, looking at the thing, it's right now. They're showing Warnock up 54.6% versus 45.4%. Is that the exit Warnock. polling, of course? Right? When do the polls yeah, close? Yeah, but, you know, yeah. they, it's statewide right now. But the 29%, 30% didn't only, though, so. Yep. All right. All right. Thank you for the update. Appreciate it. Take care, All right. Dave. All right. Have a good night. Let's go to Don, my friend. Hey, Don, what's on your mind? Hey, uh, yeah, caller, I'm talking about inflation and economics. And um, one of the biggest, just want to make a point, um, everything is based on supply and demand. You know, it gets confusing when you talk about supply side, demand side economics. But you look at it like this. If there's more supply of, say, houses in your area, it's a buyer's market. Houses prices come down. The supply is bigger. Money is a commodity too. If there's a bigger supply of money, it has less value, which means it takes more of it to buy things. That's what that's what the major cause of inflation is. So you know we have a, a, a tough situation, it's a catch twenty two situation where you know the government needs to help out small businesses, especially after COVID. But then if we print or put you know print too much money, we cause inflation by doing it. So the biggest cause of inflation has been the increase in supply of a commodity called money, the U.S. dollar. That's all. That's the only point I want to make. Okay. I, I, I can't uh, I can't argue with that. I mean, um, I mean, there's a lot. There's several causes of the inflation too, which is a, a lot of price gouging that's going on as well. And if if to your point about supply, there right now there's a, a huge supply of workers because there's a lot of people looking for you know employees. You would think that that would mean that they should be making more money too. When you talk about how the value of something goes up, the value of of workers' time and uh, and their their expertise, their skill uh, should also be valued higher since we have a, a surplus. Thank you so much, Don. Have a great day. Thank you. We've got, uh, oh, Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Meet my friend Paul. Paul Roosevelt. should have been introducing, introducing you this the way the whole time. What's on your mind, my friend? Paul and Patty. <laughs> PNP. <laughs> yes? What's, that? What's going on? Reagan. Reagan. One of my favorite presidents that I hate. And I'm going to put him in a row. Trump is number one. He took over number one spot because Bush was the worst president, in my opinion, up till Trump. But Trump, I don't think there'll be another Trump. 
Nothing could get worse than Trump, I don't think. But I'm, I'll, <laughs> I'll bite my I'll bite my tongue. So Trump, number one, number two. Now this is my lifetime. Number two is Bush, and Reagan is number three. Okay, all of them have a lot of things in common. They caused a lot of anguish, a lot of hurt, and a lot of people that died. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They mentioned just a couple of hundreds, but um, Reagan was responsible for all that stuff that happened in Central America, like I mentioned that yesterday. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and also, this is just on the side. Is it just me or does uh, the pastor, the the senator from Georgia that's... uh, Warnock. Warnock, I can't think of his name. Sorry about that. It's okay. Does he sound, doesn't he sound like Obama, or is it just me? <laughs> I every time I hear him on the radio, mm-hmm. every time I hear him on the radio, it sounds just like Obama to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm goofy. <laughs> that's, that's point number one. Uh-huh. And I suggest you guys, if you haven't had the opportunity, I suggest you guys watch a documentary about Mussolini, and you'll see a lot of mannerisms that Trump copied such as sticking the chest out. I don't know if you guys ever seen uh, PBS, the Mussolini documentary, but there's a lot of mannerisms. Like he sticks his, Remember he, when he came out of the, the hospital and he was over COVID? Remember how he stuck his chest out? Yep. And then let's, not, let's not forget, he wanted to wear a T-shirt with the, with the S for Superman. So, <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, so Trump is a kind of, to me, Trump is a combination of a lot of things. He's also the kid, and I reemphasize the kid, on uh, Catch Me If You Can. You know what I'm saying? Right. He, adapt, he adapts himself to everything, and he thinks of himself as an expert, but at least the kid had some knowledge. Like, he, you know, this guy doesn't know nothing. You know, he thinks of himself as a, as a Don, uh, you know, from, uh, from organized crime. He thinks of himself as a strategist because he knows more than the generals. And then, like I said before, there's a lot of mannerisms. So there's well, a lot of... Um, let me let me go back to one thing that you mentioned. And, and Paul, because he spends a lot of time in Florida, one of the concerns that I have is that if... I mean, like, I hope that, that they just eat each other up, right? They just go after each other. But I think that DeSantis has been successful in doing the things that Republicans want done nationwide. You know, whether mm-hmm. it's the don't say gay bill, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, intimidating voters by and arresting, uh, you know, people who were registered to vote and he took that that right away from them he's a god in florida they love him there and i think it's going to be great to see them attack each other yeah. i think it'll be good for 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 everybody <laughs> to see them both run but he has a lot of the same things because he's, he's picking up the mannerisms of trump and to your point roosevelt that trump is picking up mannerisms of other fascists i think it all goes hand yeah. in hand yep yeah and one more thing uh, back to reagan briefly <laughs> that guy up to up to Reagan, I remember because, like I said, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll say it again. I'm 66 years old. I'm, I'm old enough to remember Vietnam. Missed it by a, a couple of years or a year, but um, he was the first guy, if you remember correctly, that was tied to the bank, the banks, banksters. And up to Reagan, college was practically free. Right. Let's not forget that. And I think, and I don't know if anybody mentioned this between yesterday and today, but 
He was the first one to, well, he was the only one to tax Social Security. Exactly. Yep. So, so I don't, I don't see. I'm sorry, I don't see any anything good that he did. And you had your friend Scott yesterday. That's kind of yeah. Uh, I felt so bad because we had a texter and actually a former one of our guests that had been on the show recently who lives with a HIV, um, and he uh, and and you know some, we were talking about how Reagan really not only exacerbated it but they treated it like it was a joke and they 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 really they let people die, and uh, and and Scott was like okay. And you're like, no, it's not okay. It's- yeah, that's exactly. Patty, let me let me interrupt you for a second. That's exactly what I noticed with your friend Scott. Yeah. Notice when I asked him, also, I, I gave him all the things that he did to cause people to die, and the only comeback that he had, the first one was the economy. Let's say he was a fantastic economist and a fantastic person to, to do the economy. He never mentioned anything about the lives, and, yeah. and that kind of. It yeah. kind of uh, left me left my uh, it's so left me scratching my head. What's so hard? <laughs> yeah, what's so hard is that I know he has a good heart, and I, and and those are the frustrating no. moments. And he's and he's he and I look. Paul, I don't know if Paul was ever there when I would just go off on Scott, especially when it was Lincoln related. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was scary. And, and Patty, yeah, and Patty, when when he was saying this, it reminded me of how African Americans have said this for a long time. Well, you know, Trump wants to go back to the, the, you know, when things were good. In other words, make America great. Great for whom? Right. Great for whom? Great, great like in the 60s when they, when the police sick the dogs on, on African Americans in the South? Great for whom? So when Scott was saying that, that's exactly the first thing that came to my mind, you know? Yeah. And, I, and no, I'm, and I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not passing judgment on your friend Scott. I was just very, puzzled by the things that you know that he said you know it's like here i'm trying to say the things point things out and he says and he kept on saying well that was bad and that was bad (laughs) (laughs) he did paul he was like yeah he's okay yeah yeah he's okay yeah thank you for calling again roosevelt i've got to run to the break thank you of course have a great to meet you roosevelt nice nice talking to you roosevelt thank you have a good one let's take a break here do you need to run paul are you good I'm going to wrap up in a minute. All right, cool. Let's take a break. We'll wrap up in just a moment on WCPT 820 Heartland Signal. Chicago's Progressive Talk. WCPT 820, where facts matter. This is Kirk Bankstead from the Minocqua Brewing Company, and I sell progressive beer like AOC IPA and Bernie Brew, a lovingly irascible Democratic Socialist lager. A percentage of the proceeds of every beer I sell goes to helping keep Wisconsin blue and driving the Trump cult out of our state. Enjoy a great craft beer and help your dysfunctional neighbor to the north get its democracy back. Now available at Arminetti Wine and Spirits in Woodstock, Illinois, and Famous Liquors in Lombard, as well as in Chicago at A&S Wine and Spirits, Back of the Yards, and Grand and Western Liquors, Ukrainian Village. Please drink responsibly. Um, uh, we're wrapping up here with uh, Paul Farvar. We're, we were just talking about some of the shows that we have coming up, uh, including my shows at the Laugh Factory. I'm going to assume that I'm not doing a show on Christmas Day. Christmas Day is on Sunday. It's closed. Yeah, so that's my show. Oh no, that sucks. January 29th though will be the next show, and Paul will be on that show uh, as well as uh, Lindsay Shaw, and I'll be on that. uh, We'll be hosting that. I have my show this Thursday at Tata's, and once we confirm that I'm going to be, I might be every Thursday there. So I will. uh, Yeah, yeah. hell's yeah. You can say hell's. Hell's yeah. 
like Hell's Angels. Paul is a uh, former lawyer and uh, has taken it. You know, I, we used to talk about this a little bit at the old sh- at the old station, which was, you know, people get locked into like this is what I do my whole life. This is the job I have, and I studied for it, and I put my time in, and uh, and I really think that one we live longer, and and we live longer, and yet life is too short to be in a job that makes you miserable. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Well, I, I wasn't, to be fair, I always people always ask me, why did I leave law? I wasn't miserable. I just wasn't happy. It right. wasn't like satiated. So, right. But then when you do these shows as a comedian for like 12 people on a, you know, in Waukesha, <laughs> wherever, you're yeah. like, oh, what did I do? <laughs> like, or you get a check and then you get a speeding ticket. But uh, ultimately, I agree with you. I think that you'll see that more and more now that people are changing their careers later in life. Yeah. Um, and uh, making better decisions. And and that's great. I think that's that's something that's good. It makes you happy. Do it. How do you think the impact, what do you think the impact of people posting all these clips on like TikTok and YouTube? And I was going, I was scrolling through Zanies and it's like, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm being oversaturated by stand-up It's comedy. a lot, but I do see the benefits of it. Having worked with some comedian friends of mine who are same levels as me, uh, you know, three or four years ago in terms of uh, popularity and, and talent, and they've just blown up on one of those social medias. And now... They've got shows where, you know, they're sold out on a Wednesday. Right, because and, they have a TikTok. Because uh, they have a TikTok following or, or whatever. Um, when I started when I started getting some rhythm from the Singles Only podcast, that was cool to see people that came to my shows because they listened to us on the podcast. Um, but now you don't see that as much. And, and just a great example, we were just talking about it. Um, I've had... I have a show that was scheduled for tomorrow in Detroit. We haven't sold enough tickets and, you know, we have to we have to cancel, which is annoying. It is. is, It's well. And that's my my concern is I saw this before. I saw the oversaturation of comedy in the uh, late 80s and early 90s. Like I jumped. I literally jumped into comedy when the bottom fell out. Right, right. <laughs> it's a very like there's a, there were so many things that were against. I read about so many things that people were yeah. like the writing was on the wall. There oh, were yeah. so many clubs, and you're seeing it now again too with a lot of comedy clubs yep. that are closing. Caroline's just announced they're closing in New York. What? Mm-hmm. No way. Just today. Yeah. Well, on that sad note, we have to go. <laughs> I'm going to close this down right now. Paul, remind folks we're going to be on Saturday, Zanies, Sunday. Sundays, Zanies and, and Rosemont for the Parkinson's Stand Up to Parkinson's Foundation with myself, Josh Need, and Joe Antonacci. Please check it out. Get tickets at zaneys.com. All the money goes to Parkinson's Foundation. Excellent. Have a great night, everybody. Thank you, Thank Andy. You. We're out of here. Bye, everybody.